Teal for a beautiful smile. The life of Riley for laughs. Teal, T-E-E-L, Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it. T-E-E-L. Amazing liquid dentifrice brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T E E L, Teal. And just for laughs, it's R I L E Y, Riley in the life of Riley. Well, for the past few weeks, Mr. and Mrs. Chester A. Riley and their two teenage children, Babs and Junior, were vacationing in the east, and all was quiet on the western front. But now the family is back in their little California bungalow, and as we look in on the Rileys, we find them on a subject that comes up in a lot of kitchens. But, Mother, the coat's only $30. I'm sorry, Babs, but we just can't afford it. I'm going to ask Daddy. Now, don't start pestering your father at breakfast. You promised him never to talk about money during mealtime. I know, so now whenever I bring up the subject of money, he starts eating. <laughs> Mom's right, Babs. Lay off of Pop. Let's keep him in a good mood. Well, that's very considerate of you, Junior. Well, sure. Then I can hit him for a buck. <laughs> you do nothing of the kind. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, good morning, Dumpling. Hello, dear. Morning, offspring. Hello, Daddy. Ah, that's what I like to see. My own little family gathered around the breakfast table without a care in the world. Uh, Daddy, dear. No. Uh, Pop No Gosh, you don't even know what I was going to ask you I know, when it comes to you kids, I'm psychopathic <laughs> You want money Only a dollar Didn't I give you a dollar yesterday? Yeah, but you made me give you four quarters for it <laughs> Oh, Junior, stop annoying your father Yes, leave him alone Poor Daddy hasn't even had his orange juice. Oh, here, Daddy, drink mine. And what do you want? <laughs> well, uh, I, I really do need a new coat, Daddy. Here's your orange juice back. <laughs> now, listen, kids, I know you need things, and so does your mother. You should see the roses on her best hat, all wilted. But I'm not going to get a new one. Of course not. We just fertilized the old one. <laughs> I mean, we just got economized. You know, a riveter's pay envelope ain't worth what it used to be. It's inflation. Uh, Pop, what is inflation anyway? Well, it's, uh... It's, uh... You mean to say you don't know what inflation is? <laughs> I bet your sister knows. Babs, you tell her. Well, I'm not too clear on it. Uh, just what is inflation? Well, it's, uh... Uh... It, can you beat that peg? They don't know what inflation is. Suppose you explain it, dear. Well, it's very simple. You see, uh, well, uh, well, well, take the price of steak. Starts going up and up and up. Pretty soon we can't afford to buy steak. All we can afford is spaghetti and potatoes. So you eat spaghetti and potatoes seven days a week, and then one morning you try to put your pants on and you can't button them. <laughs> That's inflation. <laughs> now, let me eat my breakfast in peace. Oh, Riley, wait, wait. Don't sit 
What, down. What's the matter? What, oh, uh, your overalls are uh, full of grease again. Oh, come here. Spread this newspaper on your chair. Never mind. I'll, I'll eat standing up. <laughs> but just remember, this grease feeds our family. Well, just the same. I wish you had a job where you didn't have to wear overalls. Oh. Oh, I see. You're, you're ashamed of my job. Why, no, I'm not, dear. Well, you should be. <laughs> a fine father. I can't even give you the things you need. Oh, stop that, Riley. Why, we get along all right. Oh, you're just saying that, Peg, to make me feel good. Believe me, it hurts to have to tell my family face to face that we can't make our ends meet. <laughs> They were, Gillis, my own wife and kids begging me for things, things that they need. So what? Why cry on my shoulder, Rainey? Leave them be. And what hurts me the worst, Peg said she's ashamed of me working in overalls. What a night. Maybe she expects you to dress formal with a white tie and a tail, huh? (laughs) Maybe catch the rivets in your top hat. Oh, Gillis, she's right. Here I am, married 17 years. Almost a fortnight. (laughs) And what am I? A failure. You know, Riley, your wife's given you an interior complex. Now, now take my wife. Whenever she opens her mouth to squawk, I tell her, if you don't like the status quo, you can ipso facto. (laughs) Yeah, but Gillis, you got a responsibility to your wife. After all, you ask her to marry you. Who asked her? It happened at a picnic She was chasing five guys And I run the slowest What a life I wouldn't blame Peg if she walked out on me tomorrow If it wasn't for our two kids I'd walk out with her Well, cheer up, pal Maybe one of these days Mr. Stevenson will promote you Fat chance Here we are, making a fortune for him while he sits up there in his fancy office, counting the dollars. What an ungreat. What a weasel. Hey, Riley, you're wanted on the phone. Who, me? Yeah, take it in the machine shop. It's Mr. Stevenson. Mr. Stevenson? The the boss? Gillis, do you think he heard me? Nah. He's got big ears, but they ain't equipped with radar. (laughs) Go on, answer the phone. Gee, maybe he'll fire me. Hello, Mr. Stevenson. This is Riley. Ron? I I can't hear you, Mr. Stevenson. What's that? A job for me on a desk? What's that? Assistant manager? Mr. Stevenson, you mean that I... Oh, thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll be there. Yes, sir. 9 a.m. Oh, Mr. Stevenson. Thank you, boss. Thank you, darling. (laughs) Where's the floor? (laughs) Riley, what's the matter? You're as pale as a goat. Gillis. Mr. Stevenson, a desk job. A job desk. A desk job. Have you gone by Jake? (laughs) What are you raving about? I've been promoted. I I got a desk job. He's made me assistant manager. Assistant manager? Yeah, yeah. You? You? It's a cat's apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that Mr. Stevenson. What a wonderful weasel he turned out to be. (laughs) 
show. Boy, assistant manager. Oh, that's just wonderful, Daddy. Assistant manager. I just can't believe it. Ha, now, Peg, don't be a doubting tomcat. <laughs> Stevenson just phoned me up himself. Gee, you'd think a guy's own wife would believe him. Oh, I do believe you, dear. And I'm proud of you. So am I. <laughs> you know, all my life I thought I was a dunce. But Stevenson convinced me. <laughs> Chester A. Riley, assistant manager. Well, uh, what does an assistant manager have to do, Pop? Junior, it's a cinch. All day long I'll be sitting back in my swivel chair with my hands behind my head, pushing buzzers. No, how can you push buzzers with your hands behind your head? I, I got toes, ain't I? Oh, Riley. Oh, gee, it'll be heavenly to be rich, Daddy. We'll be on easy street, Dumplin'. All my life I've been promising you and the kids all kinds of things. Well, from now on, when I promise you things, I won't be lying. Well, can, can we get a car? You bet. Can I drive it, Pop? Sure, and I'll buy you a chauffeur's uniform. <laughs> and Dumplin', I want you to go out and buy anything you want. Open charge accounts in all the stores. With my new salary, I can afford to owe everybody. <laughs> and you know, Peg, we're going to send your mother a... a your, go- well, well, Peg, what's the matter? You're, you're crying. Oh, it, it's nothing. It's just that I'm... I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Come here, dear. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> what a kiss. <laughs> Gosh, Dumplin', you kissed me just as if we weren't married. <laughs> I, I still can't believe it. it. It's all like a dream. Yeah. And we got my boss, Mr. Stevenson, to thank for all this. That man will always have my undying gratitude. I'll work hard. I'll go up and up and up. And someday, you'll see, I'll take Stevenson's job away from him. (laughs) I've typed those letters, Mr. Stevenson. Thanks, Millie. I guess you can go now. Over the way, did they deliver the desk I ordered for the new assistant manager? Yes, sir. It's in the vacant office. Fine. I spoke to a man in the riveting department named Riley. He'll be here tomorrow morning. You show him into the office... Put into work polishing that desk. Um, <clears throat> Wilson, my new assistant manager, gets here Friday. Oh, hurry up with that tie, Dumplin'. I don't want to be late the first day. Oh, we... stop fidgeting. Well, I can't. I, I... <laughs> there, now it's all tied. How's it look, Miss Daddy, Miller? I never saw you look so dressed up. Uh, Junior, are you through shining my shoes? Stand still while I brush well, you. Well, right. Uh, Junior, did you call a taxi? I gotta have a taxi. A taxi, Daddy? All the way to the plant? No, only to the bus. Well, <laughs> goodbye, Dumplin'. Uh, goodbye, kids. I, uh, wait a minute. Where's my lunch pail? Well... Oh, Daddy, executives don't carry lunch pails. Oh, Oh, okay, then I won't eat. Well, goodbye. Wait, wait a minute. Let me take another look at you. Uh, yeah? Oh, my, you look wonderful. Yeah. When I walk into the office and they see me all dolled up like this, somebody's going to get the shock of their life. <laughs> Tell Mr. Stevenson his new assistant manager is here. Oh, are you the... Yep. Well, we didn't expect you so early. I'll tell him you're here. Thank you. What is it, Millie? Uh, Mr. Stevenson, the new assistant manager is here. What? 
Why, Mr. Wilson wasn't due until tomorrow. Oh, and that desk's a mess. Where's that deadhead Riley? I don't know. Find out if he's punched in while I go out and show Wilson his office. Well, good morning, Mr. Wilson. Riley, it's you. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, that secretary of mine thought... <laughs> Oh, is she dumb? (laughs) She looks dumb. (laughs) Well, let's go, Riley. I'll show you the office. Okay, boys. Uh, Here it is. There's the desk. Uh, Oh, what a beautiful office. I... I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity, Carl. Oh, forget it. I couldn't have found a better man for the job. You ain't getting no argument out of me. Uh, by the by, uh, Carl, I, uh, I guess an assistant manager pulls down a pretty hefty salary, huh? Naturally. Ten thousand? Oh, he, he gets eight thousand, huh? Five thousand? Four? Listen, I don't have to take a cut, do I? Now, stop horsing around, Riley, and go to work. Yes, sir. But you know, boss, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you put me on this job. After all, I'm, I'm a little on the rough side, but, but give me a little time and I'll get plenty of polish. You don't have to get polish. There's a whole gallon in the corner. Now, get into some overalls and start polishing that desk. <laughs> Hold on a second, Chief. You don't expect an assistant manager to polish a desk. No, I expect you to do it. And have it finished before Wilson, my new assistant, shows up tomorrow. Wilson? Assistant? But I thought that I... You mean he... I'm just going to pull... What a revolting development this is. second act of the life of Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter. Don't wait for that warning signal. Tender gums? Serious dental trouble is often forecast by... Tender gums. If your gums were tender, sore, when you brushed your teeth today, that's nature's warning to watch out. It's often the first sign of serious dental trouble. What's more, dental authorities say that brushing with toothpastes and powders which contain harsh abrasives only make things worse. You see, toothpastes and powders contain abrasives. That's primarily how they clean. And you can imagine what abrasives can do to gums that are already tender and sore. That's why I urge you at the first sign of tender gums to switch to teal, the liquid dentifrice. Teal contains no abrasives, so teal does not irritate even tender gums. Teal is good for tender gums. In fact, because teal is a liquid, it reduces the irritating effect of the brush itself, authorities say. Teal lets you massage your gums gently. Once you've used teal, chances are you'll continue. You like the way it makes teeth look sparkling clean, the way it helps sweeten your breath and gives your mouth a refreshed, tingling taste. So when gums hurt, see your dentist and switch to teal. Better yet, don't wait for that warning signal. Get teal now and follow directions on the package. Remember, that's teal. T-E-E-L, teal. The modern liquid dentifrice. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. 
Well, it was a happy Riley who left home this morning for the Stevenson Aircraft plant under the impression that he was to take the assistant manager's desk. Then he discovered that he was to take the assistant manager's desk and polish it. And now, after eight hours of rubbing the desk, he faces the ordeal of telling his proud family the shocking news. Hello, dear. Hiya, big shots. Did you put over any big deals? Did you fire anybody? Did you take letters? Have you got a secretary? Oh, what's children, children. Give your father a chance. He must be dead tired. Remember, he's been thinking hard all day. Yeah. I can hardly lift my right arm. (laughs) Your arm? Yeah, uh, uh... For picking up the telephone all day. Well, sit down, dear, and tell us all about it. Yeah, sit down here, Pop. Here's your pipe. Thanks. Shall I put on your slippers, Daddy? Okay, but they may be a little too big for you. Now, tell us, dear. How does it feel to, to be a big executive? I'm glad you brought the subject up. Peg, there's something I gotta tell you. Yes, dear. Now, listen carefully. You see, I... Let me put it another way. (laughs) Maybe I ought to give up being a manager and go back to being a river. But why? Well, there's more chance for advancement. (laughs) Gosh, Pop. One day of mental work and you're having a nervous breakdown. Well, Daddy, what are you saying? Well, I'm thinking of quitting for your sake. For our sake? Yeah, well, you know, you know how it is when a guy gets into the big door and becomes a big shot. He gets to be a snob and he becomes repulsive. I don't want to be any more repulsive than I am right now. Oh, oh now, darling, you're just excited about your good luck. Come on, let's have dinner. No, not yet, Peg. I'm going out for a little walk. I want to blow out my brains with some fresh air. <laughs> Uh, who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> well, what are you doing in the park, Digger? Oh, I always come here at twilight and walk around the pond. I like to listen to the frogs croak. <laughs> Digger, Digger, I'm in a jam. Maybe you can help me. Depend on me, Riley. I've given many a man a push in the right direction. (laughs) Well, then tell me. What do you think of a guy who's living a double life? A double life? Hmm. Two lives? I've yet to meet a man who had more than one. If he had, he should have spoken up. Wait, Digger, you missed the point I got in my head. I mean, a guy who's making believe he's something he ain't. A faker. Oh, I despise fakers. Fortunately, they're always caught and disgraced. They are? Oh, yes. In my profession, we have a saying. A man may lead two lives at once, for one reason or another. But in the end, you nail him good. That's all, brother. Digger, it's me I'm talking about. I'm the disgrace. 
I'm a failure as a husband. Ah, husband. Limping home after a hard day's work to the faithful little woman. Listening to the patter of little feet as the kiddies romp on the dining room table. <laughs> In-laws dropping in for a weekend and staying long enough to get squatters' rights. <laughs> I adore bachelors. They're so gay. <laughs> right now, I wish I was a bachelor. Then maybe my children would like me better. You see, Digger, I told my family that I got a big promotion, but, but it's all a mistake. Then go and tell them the truth immediately. I'm afraid to. They'll hate me. Have it your own way, Riley. But if you find yourself in a hole, remember, I didn't put you there. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. <laughs> Job. I get all the dirty work. Riley, aren't you through polishing the desk? Not yet, Millie, not yet. Well, hurry up, molasses. Don't make this a career. Hmm. Miss Hoity Toity. Always criticizing. When she thought I was assistant manager, she gave me respect. Then she found out what I really am, so she don't treat me human. What's so wonderful about being assistant manager? Nothing to it. All you do is fire people, hire people, collect good dough, take long lunch hours. I'm a natural for a job like that. <laughs> All you have to do is act important. When the phone rings, pick it up. Talk like a big shot. Riley speaking. This is Barker on the front gate. Your wife and kids are on the way up to see you. Listen, Barker, don't bother me with petty details or I'll slip you a pink slip. Interrupting a busy man with... <laughs> the family. Peg, Junior, Babs, they'll find out. I... Millie, my family, they're here. They'll find out. Help me, Millie, please help me. Well, sure, sure. What, what do you want me to well, do? Help me take my pants off. I, 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 give me a I, mean, my, I mean my overalls. I, I gotta hide my overalls, Millie. Oh, 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 what are you talking about? My family, they think I'm assistant manager. Don't give me away. Please give me a break. Oh, what will I well, do? Well, all right, I... all right. Take it easy. I won't tell you. Yeah, but Millie, they can... They're here, my overalls. Here, you're hiding them in the wastebasket. Yeah, okay. Here, now, now put your coat on. Oh, yeah, I'm putting it on. Here he is, Mom. Hiya, Pop. Hello, Dad. Hello, dear. We thought we'd pay you a little surprise visit. Fine. What a pleasant surprise. I, I was just working with my secretary here. Uh, uh, that'll be all, Millie. Uh, by the way, Millie, I, I want to send out some circular letters. Get me some round paper. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, Daddy, you've got a beautiful office. It is nice, ain't it? Dear, we brought you a few little gifts. Yeah, here, Pop. Look, business cards with your name printed. Chester A. Riley, assistant manager. And this is a picture of me and the children to keep on your desk. You shouldn't have done it. Believe me, you shouldn't have done it. We'd lie and wrap it. There. Oh, Junior, dear, put the paper in the wastebasket. Hey, hey, look what's in your wastebasket, Pop. A pair of overalls. Why, Riley, those look... They ain't mine. They're my secretaries. I mean, I mean... They're Gillises, that's who they are. Gillises? Yeah, I, I, I give him a break and let him polish my desk and he leaves his dirty overalls around. 
where are you going? I'm going to ram him down his throat. Gosh, Pop's acting funny. You know, it, it's funny about those overalls. I could have sworn that they were... Hey, your... Riley, the four... Why, Mrs. Riley, and the kids. What are you doing here? Oh, hello, Mr. Gillis. We're just visiting. Oh, Pop's looking for you, Mr. Gillis. I'm looking for him. The foreman wants to know when he's going to be true polishing that desk. He wants him back in the Riverton department. Polishing the desk? Yeah, yeah, that one. For Mr. Wilson, the new assistant manager. Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah, tell him to speed it up, will you? So long, folks. Well, gosh, Mom, I don't get it. If Pop's the assistant manager... I'm, I'm afraid he isn't. Something must have gone wrong. Poor Daddy. No wonder he's been acting so strange. Now, you let me do all the talking. Oh, shh, here he comes. Boy, did I tell that Gillis off. <laughs> friendship is friendship, but in this plant, he's got to realize it. I'm the assistant manager. <laughs> That's right, dear. Uh, well, uh, uh, you better go now, dear. I, I, I got an important conference with Mr. Stevenson. Uh, a big stock deal, uh, a fiscal fiduciary matter. Uh, <laughs> uh, you see, uh, I figured out that the common stock is too common, and so I'm going to make. Uh... Why don't you? quit this job. Huh, that's gratitude for you. Here I struggle and slave year after year to get to the top and you want me to... Did you say quit? <laughs> yes, dear. Well, I don't know. I hate to leave him in the lurch. Well, I, I know, dear, but you'll be happier in your old job. Do it for my sake. For your sake? Come on, Pop. Quit. Oh, yes, Daddy. Give it up. You're asking me? Yes, we're asking you. You're begging me. Yes, we're begging you. You're pleading with me? <laughs> yes, yes, we're pleading with you. Okay. I quit. You forced me into it. Oh, Riley. Oh, thank you. Oh, Duncan. <laughs> now I'm a failure again. I'm the happiest man in the world. <laughs> Larry's will be back in half a minute. Are your gums tender? Dental authorities say toothpastes and powders which contain harsh abrasives only make things worse. So clean your teeth with non-abrasive teal. The liquid dentifrice. That's T-E-E-L, teal. Good for gums, grand for teeth. Riley, are you asleep? Only my foot. <laughs> my mind is still awake. Peg, there's uh, something I gotta tell you. Yes, dear. I never was assistant manager. I just thought I was. I got mixed up. Oh. Oh, I see. Sometimes I ain't very bright, am I? No, dear. You certainly aren't. That's what I love about you, Dumplin'. You always agree with me. <laughs> of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invites you to be their guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. 
William Bendix is currently starring in the universal film White Tie and Tales. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. The script by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Ship. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Babs is Sharon Douglas. Junior is Tommy Cook. Stevenson is Ken Christie. And Millie is Margaret Brayton. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. Ladies, the exciting news these days is DREFT, D-R-E-F-T. Dreft, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle that gets dishes so clean, they shine even without wiping. Yes, the first suds in history to wash even glasses so clean, they positively sparkle whether you wipe them or not. You see, Dreft is different from any soap or soap flakes you ever used. It can't leave any streaks on dishes the way all soaps do. Yes, and it's almost unbelievable the way Dreft cuts grease. It just seems to melt away. Another thing. In water as hard as nails, Dreft makes suds instantly. Gives five times more suds than any soap you ever used. Dreft is kind to my hands, too. It's just wonderful every way. That's a fact. No soap in the world, no other suds of any kind is the same as Dreft. Dreft, the amazing suds discovery that gets dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. Get D-R-E-F-T, Dreft. Listen again next week, same time, when Teal for a Beautiful Smile brings you the life of Riley for laughs. NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.